evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Crystal Palace Women's Show. Brought to you, as always, by Eagle Eye View, myself, Mike, and my co-host, Phil. Um, so, the uh, first question, first of all, the big question, Phil, can you hear me? Good evening, Mike. Yes, I can. Happy birthday for the other day, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Young, 40 and young. <laughs> I know. Big birthday as well, yeah. I know, and I got to spend it working, which is joyful. I know, I couldn't believe you didn't take the day off or something, yeah. I, I tried, because I, I changed, and they were on, no, they didn't want to know the story, but because I changed roles in January, our, 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 when you, our lease switches over to like apply for the following year in October. So where I'd switched roles, obviously everyone had put in for the summer holidays last uh, October, and I wasn't there, I was in a different place. So uh, it, it's been fully booked all summer, it's been impossible to get any time off over the summer so uh i, I did try but um oh. yeah <laughs> oh well happy birthday anyway even though you had to work thank you thank you uh well we we, we based something of it yesterday so um so it's all been good all been good feeling a bit older of course um i have to say just before i came on air i uh got a little bit distracted i, w- I went to go on the palace app to look at the stats from sunday's game and got distracted by the fact that it's got dean henderson's first interview on there Oh. Video and I thought, well, we haven't even announced we haven't announced him yet. <laughs> so I clicked on it. I clicked on it and it started playing. So I took a screenshot of the, that page. I've tweeted it out saying it must be official, and then someone's replied saying um, that they can't see it on theirs. So it's obviously a glitch where they screwed up somehow. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely there. Wait. So anyone is listening, Dean Henderson is, a, is has we have signed him. It's official. Um, That's an exclusive yeah. you've got there, Mike. You've got an exclusive. Well, that's yeah. how we roll on this on this on this podcast. You know what I mean? You know. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. Oh well, that's good. That's good news. Anyway, on the men's side, we just need to sign a few for the women now, don't we? Really, uh, to help. Them. We need a few more for the men as well. And <laughs> both, the men. Both teams are very depleted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine on Sunday against Birmingham that we're going to put a full bench out, which at the start of a, of a, of a new season, you know, that's just not good enough, really. And um, the players need a bit of help, you know. It's, it's, it puts a lot of pressure on the other players. It really does if there's not options to give them a rest and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, we do need some players, definitely. Yeah, it's not. It's normally around Christmas time that we start getting to the can't quite fill a bench, but we've peaked in it early. <laughs> so far, this is day one. We have, yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, at least we're not at a point yet, where, like last season, where we would fill the bench with injured people to make it look like we had options. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. so not not quite there yet, but um, but yes. So obviously, uh, tonight's show will be um, looking back on the opening day. Um, as the Barclays Championship got underway, and of course we played at home to Reading, and we will be looking ahead to this weekend's taunting trip to Birmingham, um, and just discuss in between the two, just a couple of things discussed: sponsorship that I've announced today, um, and the Conti Cup fixtures. We now know when they are. Um, again, that was I've, I'd seen it the night before they they announced it purely because I was looking through. Um, our fixtures for a different reason than I thought. What has it's got those games? I, see, I was updating all my um, my records for the se- to to do the season stats, and um, I saw those fixtures from there. So yeah, we, we're putting stuff on first and then talking about it the next day. It seems to be the club 
club way. <laughs> so uh, you never know. Um, so we can talk about those a little bit later on. Um, but as I say, obviously, the, the season started on Sunday. Um, the Let me first of all, I'll, I'll run down the, the results of the games um, and I'll, I'll say the lineup that we had. And then what I'll do is feel, because I'll, I'll ask you to speak about it first because you were there. But before you actually yeah. talk about the game, when we get to it in a minute, if, if I'd, I'd, I'd like you just to kind of talk about the experience of the VBS because it, it was the first game uh, at our new, our new stadium. Yeah, so, that's um, yeah. Before we do that, so as always, I, I run down the, the results and um, it's fair to say a surprising opening weekend, I think, which is why most of us got it wrong in the Predictor League. Um, a lot of draws. So on Saturday, so the very first game was on Saturday, which was Blackburn at home to, to Birmingham, who most of us is t- have, uh, most of us who aren't Charlton or Southampton fans have tipped to to win the league quite easily this season. And Blackburn, who we, we know are uh, last season, they're a, they're a difficult, stubborn team. They But they work hard. You know, they're not like a poor team who just, you know, fluke it. You know, they're, they've always been, they're very organised, really tough to break down. Um, I think we were one of the only teams to do the double over them last year. Um, they picked up, they took off points of a lot of the, the major players in the league. And they surprised everybody by winning 1-0 um, at home to Birmingham. And without Saffron Jordan as well, who was the top scorer last season, uh, she's left the game, unfortunately. So, you know, that's a, a blow to lose her, but they've um, put up a massive win opening day. Um, and there should have been, I mean, the refereeing in that game, there was oh, awful, should have been a penalty each side. 100% for Blackburn at 0-0, but, but I'd say both sides should have had a penalty first half and somehow neither were given. Um, so a big opening win for them. And then going on to the Sunday, you had uh, the ex-Palace eleven that is Watford, drew 1-0 at home to Dirty Durham. Um, the Lassies drew 0-0 at home to London City. Uh, we drew 1-0 um, against Reading, where everything was left right until t- t- the end. Uh, the-, the Clowns drew 1-0 with Sheffield. I think I think they were uh, they were lit ahead quite early, I think. And Sheffield United equalised really late. Um and then Southampton thumped Lewis uh, at the Dripping Pan 4-1. So uh, an early marker set out uh, by Southampton there, who I think we've probably that game has probably showed the place of where roughly both teams would be this season, I think. Um, but just for fun, the, the lead table, Southampton and Blackburn are first and second. Lewis are bottom, Birmingham second bottom, and everyone else is level on one point each. Um but thanks to God, thanks to uh, alphabetical order, we are fourth. So, uh, <laughs> um, God bless having a, a, a lower in the alphabetical order name. Um, so that was the results from the weekend. Our lineup, uh, which is to a degree pretty much more so the only lineup we can do at the moment. Uh, so Natalia Negri was in goal, um, which I believe is only a. F- Third, appear, third start for the club, I think, and only a second in the league. Um, then you had, we had played 4 3 3. So you had Kirsten Riley at right back, Fliss Gibbons at left back, with captain Amy Everett and new signing Hayley Nolan in central defence. Then the midfield three had Philbs in the hole with uh, Sinead Hopcroft and Annabelle Blanchard further forward. And then you had Molly Sharp on the left wing, uh, Polly Duran on the right wing. 
and Husey up top. Um, so that was our starting eleven for the game. Um, but Phil, as I say, you were at the game. Obviously, I wasn't. I was at a record-breaking uh, event in Wembley. Um, but before we say so before we discuss the actual game itself, obviously our new, new our first game at the new stadium, the VBS in Sutton. Um, how did you find the experience? I was really impressed, Mike. I thought um, uh, I thought it was well organised. There's lots of people around, staff and stewards. Um, there's stuff for the kids as you walked in uh, the entrance. There was like sections for kids to do different events. Um, there's a little stall there selling palace merchandise, like only men's stuff, not women's stuff, like scarves and stuff. Uh, only a small table, but they, was, they were selling some bits and pieces there. Um, uh, the bar area was um, was quite comfortable. It's not it's not anything like Bromley. It's not as flash and grand as the Brom New Bromley bar area, but it's quite cosy and it's got a, you know and it's the bar's quite nice and there's a long queue for food um, in a separate part of that bar. There's a there's a a, a food a little uh, little area selling food. Um, there was a long queue for that. It seemed to take a long time for people to get through that as well. It was a good 15-minute queue there to get food. Um, but the bar was quick. You know, you got went up to the bar and it, you got served and, you, and you, it was quick. You didn't have to queue up, really. So uh, even though they only had, had a couple of people on at the bar, I think they were a bit surprised by the number of people queuing up for food. Um, so I don't know, don't know if they were really prepared for that. But everything else was just really good. And, um, you know, it was... Uh, the stewards, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we've, it's a new arrangement and it's really important for people to enjoy that experience to come back again. I don't know if Palace made that really, really clear to everyone there who was, a, you know, the Sutton stewards and everything. But they went out of their way. You know, they were very, very nice to us. Um, every time we walked past a steward, they would say, hello, good to have you here and stuff. And I'm thinking, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> um, it was almost like they were sort of, um, you know, told to make it like you know make, to welcome us and stuff which which is great you know it's, that's what we want isn't it you know we want we want to feel like that and so that that was really nice and um there's a little section of reading fans but they were up in the main stand in the corner probably half a dozen or so and they were as I, as we were walking through at the beginning of the game i could just hear them say singing come on you royals i don't think we heard another thing from them for the whole game <laughs> it's just that one shout at the beginning um, I think they cheered when they scored, and then we were singing. We forgot you were here, but there was one bloke, but... one bloke <laughs> on, on the player. You could just hear him, one guy on his own. Bless him. Go oh, on. you heard it, yeah. That guy, he's the one who shouted, "Come on, you Royals!" at the beginning, I think. So, um, but it was a really um, the pitch was immaculate. The view from our end was great. We had a bit of a problem getting the flags up because um, the tie getting a tie, you know, it just took a bit longer and. The step ladder didn't work because the steps are not wide enough for the step ladder to sit on them. So it was a bit of a. We needed someone like you there with a bit of height, but um, to help us. But it was. Um, we got them up in the end, and they looked good actually. The flags. Um, so yeah, the the whole thing. Uh, the bar was a bit cheaper than Bromley, so the drinks were a little bit cheaper. I didn't buy food there, so I don't, can't talk about that. But um, the drinks were a little bit cheaper. Uh, car park was full up in advance. The fifties car park. Uh, spaces went in advance of the game so um, I know that some people possibly drove came up 
came in to drive and park and they were told there's no space they had to go on the there's loads of street parking though this you know especially on a sunday um there's loads of street parking it wasn't a problem i don't think um and uh even people that hadn't got tickets through on an email um they just had to show on their phone that they'd bought one and they were given a they were handed a ticket on the entrance so even that was covered they sort of planned for the fact that some people might not um have uh might have not have received a like steve carlton for example he bought a season ticket in the club shop on saturday he went into palace to buy one and he never got an email um to confirmation um or anything but he just explained what happened and they gave him a ticket to come in so they were prepared for that and they were able you know they were, he just showed that it's on his bank statement that 55 quid had come out so um they took you know so they they recognized that and they gave him a ticket so things like that all the little small things will catered for. And it's sometimes those ones that really frustrate you, you know. Um, I mean, we were searched going in quite. I mean, obviously, with all the flags, they searched our bags and everything. Um, but again, that wasn't too much of an inconvenience. They didn't, it, obviously, it's a football league round. They have certain protocols to follow. So they that, that was OK. Um, really impressed with the whole set up i think the attendance was decent At, behind our goal we missed obviously there's a lot of people not around yourself um russ uh you know quite a few people really um pete wasn't there um hopefully they'll be back for them you'll all be back for the next game but um to get the numbers up because we need more people behind that goal the acoustics are really good as well because we're under that roof there and I think once we get to 20, 30, 40 people there, it will sound really, really loud. But we just need the numbers. I think there's probably about 10 of us behind the goal. So we need more people there behind the goal. But, um, yeah, I was really impressed with the setup and really enjoyed it. Um, the journey obviously takes me, because I'm literally down the road from Bromley's ground, so it takes me a lot longer. But um, I really, I think, it, I, I think we, and the signage was good outside. It had their game up advertised on the entrance um and there's I'm, and there was some signage inside that made it feel and even in the dressing room i saw a photo that they'd done that so i think yeah, they've really, they've really made, done it up in the dressing room yeah they've really made an effort to make it our home and as we know they're thinking about they're talking to us about a flag big flag to go up somewhere so again if we can have that opposite the um the, the tunnel where they come out that will again make them feel at, at home as well i think it's a i think it's going to be a really good ground for us um, I was really impressed with the whole setup, um, and I um, I think the experience was better than Bromley. Actually, um, uh, you know, the only two things that are slightly not as good are there's less parking than Bromley had. Um, you obviously have to pay for the parking; it's only three quid, but you still have to pay for it, and you didn't at Bromley. And then um, I think the bar area is not as good, but it's cheaper, so that's a you know that that compensates for that. You you're not paying as as much for your drinks, so. But the bar area is still very comfortable. It's got tables and stuff in there, you know. Um, we were talking to some of the family members. Neil Blanchard was in there. I was having a chat with him. Chris Guyatt was in there. And Ronnie was in there as well. Um, uh, Amy's dad. So, yeah, we were, we were chatting to some of the family members in the bar. And, um, yeah, it's nice. I really enjoyed it, Mike. Honestly, you, I, I think when people, when people get down there and start going, I do think that they'll... I think it will really feel like home. Um, I was really impressed with the way they'd set it all up. And um, I don't think they could have done much more, to be honest. I think it was brilliantly organised. 
Yeah. Did the, did the players go into the bar like they would do at Hayes? Or well, we we went. Oh, it was a late kickoff because it was delayed by half an hour because the, the the kit man from Reading got broke down on the motorway. So the, the game kicked off late. So we didn't stay. We didn't go in the bar afterwards. We we went straight after because it was you know we'd been there for like for quite yeah. a long time. I think if it was kicked off on time, we would have probably spent that extra half an hour having a quick drink after. So we weren't in the, we, none of us went in the bar afterwards. So I don't know if the players did go in there after or not, um, because we went straight off after the game. But it was, um, I'd imagine that they would go in there um, unless they've got their own private area. I don't know. Uh, for both sets of players, maybe with food and stuff after the game. I don't know how they, I, I really don't know. But, um, but uh, yeah, they, so we didn't. I don't know. I can't answer that. But it's a nice bar area, though. It's comfortable. Um, it's just not as glitzy as the Bromley one, which has obviously been done up recently and is is like shiny and new. But um, yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. And um, I think it. I think uh, one. Well, we know from speaking to Grace that we think it's a long term project. So I think they really they are investing in it. And I think um, I think. Sutton are quite open to us doing a little, make, make making it our own a little bit and putting our stamp on it. So Bromley never that did. We always felt like we were just like an add-on to Bromley. They never did anything for us. They just let us play there. They didn't do anything. So I just think this arrangement with Sutton, I think it's more of a, I think the relationship's a lot stronger and a lot better and long-term. And I think um, Sutton are much more um, welcoming to us doing what we want to do a little bit more than Bromley ever were. Yeah, it's, it's good. Really good. Do you know what? It's just really nice that the amount of positivity that's come out of it because obviously, we, you know, we were all, when it was first, well, I don't know if I broke it on here. Uh, and then obviously when it became official and stuff, we were all, very sceptical, very, you know, it's very negative about it because, you know, we've been at Hayes forever long and the convenience of stuff and it, we felt like it could damage the fan base and, you know, we know some people who can't go anymore. And But, I mean, as, you know, as we said the other week, when we had our visit there, we felt positive about it and I think for it to have had its first day and, you know, you know, it's like, when it's still teething, you know, it's, it's easy, isn't it, for it to this this error and that error and well, as we know every time we play at Sellers it seems to be seems to seems to go wrong so you know for it to have had such a positive start to it is really key because I think if if people have come on the opening day and they've had a good experience and you know and they've really felt welcome in it then it's going to encourage people to come back again um, you know and it's just it's just something to build on it um, even some of the, even some of the most negative of people in recent times were there so you know. Um, you know, I think it's really, really, you know, really, really positive and really, really pleased to hear um, that it went that well. You know, and I was got, I was got to not be there. I was, I was watching. I managed to get about a half hour of it whilst on the train um, and at a platform. But um, you know, I was got not to be a part of it. I mean, what I went to was was phenomenal. But um, you know, obviously, got not to be a part of it. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to. You know, a week and a half's time when when Dirty Durham come to town and, and getting to be a part of it. Um, but obviously, that was the experience. You were there live watching the game. I feel like we might have two slightly different views of it because obviously I've watched it back on the player. And ironically, I've looked at the stats and it's really weird because the stats don't really match what I saw for a lot of the time on the player. Um, but for you, you know, being there, how how, how did you see the game? Well, I thought we played well. What I was impressed with was the shape. We looked solid. 
we looked like we had a good shape. Everyone knew their roles. Um, mainly played everyone in the right position, which hasn't always been the case going back. Um, Kirsten was at right back, as you said. I don't think... She, I think if Leah would, had been fit, I would imagine Leah would have played there. But um, I think Kirsten's a midfielder. I don't think she's a right back. And um, um, But I thought we, we looked... We kept our shape really well. Um, we looked like we were trying to control the game. We were up against, let's face it, Reading have still got some of those players from the Super League. You know, they're not a bad team. They've got, they got some real quality in there. And um, I was impressed with a few of their players and their play. They've got Charlie Escort as well now. But I think um, I think we played well. I thought um, Annabelle Blanchard had a fantastic shot going into the top corner and em Emily Orman made a brilliant save pushing it over the bar it, it was a brilliant effort it was right in the top corner if Emily wasn't as tall she wouldn't have got anywhere near it I mean that's the one thing she's got in her favour is uh, above a lot of goalkeepers is her height and she used that because she needed to get up there to get that one over um, uh, and Natalia made a save at the other end as well which tipped over as well made a very good save but that shot from, from Anna, Annabelle was just like a rocket going in the top corner it was brilliant yeah, it had power and accuracy. It was a really good save. Um, there were very few chances in the first half, but um, we we had a lot of the ball without really creating. And this is probably for the whole game, really. We had a lot of the ball. And when we got to the final third, we just sort of ran out of ideas a little bit. And um, some of our decision-making wasn't great. And, you know, I, I, I'm a great believer. If you get a yard wide and you've got, you've got Hughesy in the middle... Why not just get the ball? I mean, if you, you put the ball in the box, you're asking them questions. I'm a great, I, I really do think when you're in the attacking third, what you want to do is ask the other team questions. And if you're if you're going backwards and you're it's great keeping possession, and we did it a lot last year. We get into a wide position, and we just need to just get a yard and whip it over. But what we do is we don't we we go backwards and then we go across and we come back. And I'm thinking, okay, it's great to have that possession and we look comfortable with the ball. But I just think, you know, we really do need to just get the ball in the box more and quick and quicker. If I was Husey, I'd be frustrated the number of times I'm making that run to find myself a yard and the ball never comes in. And then when we did do it, of course, with Fliss, a uh, beautiful uh, cross, um, then uh, she scores, doesn't she? Husey gets on the end of it, bang. As soon as that ball was in the air, I knew she was going to. I was celebrating before it even hit her head. I could see that that was going to beat, beat the defender and Husey was never going to miss that. I mean, I was literally jumping up and down as the ball was in the air. I mean, <laughs> I mean if she'd missed, I would have, I would have looked a right idiot. But um, it's a, I'm, I'm just surprised we don't do it more when you've got Husey in there. She's so good in the air in those positions. And she does find herself a yard, yard of space. We just need to get the ball in the box more. Some of our final ball and crossing was poor. Didn't beat the first defender. Um, but we played well and we looked solid and... You know, Reading didn't have that many chances. There were a couple I can remember that Natalia had to get down for. The ball was, you know, bouncing around a bit at corners and stuff and went across the goal once. But they never really put us under sustained pressure. So I thought we I thought we handled it really well and um, played some good football. Um, but I just think the final ball in the, in the, you know, the ball in the final third wasn't good enough and we didn't create as many chances as we should have done with that possession we had. Um, I don't know the stats, so I, 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 I'm hoping that we did have more possession than Reading, but maybe not. Well, I mean, what, do you know what the stats were, Mike? I do. So I can tell you. 
So we had 56% possession, so they had 44%. We had 14 shots, they had nine. We had seven on target, they had two. Uh, we had five off target, they had six, that so works out. Um, and then, well, that's kind of the main bulk of it, really. Um, so, yeah, but I kind of feel like, when I've got, get to my point in a minute when I once you've come, finished yours, but I, I kind of feel like they're possibly flattered to deceive a little bit. But I don't know if you had any more that you wanted to say on, on it. Um, not really. I'm surprised that we had that many shots on target because I can't remember their oh, goalkeeper well. having to make many saves, <laughs> to be honest. I really can't remember that many saves from their keeper. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe I just, I don't know, I just can't remember. But um, no, there's nothing more for me to add. I just think, you know, we had good possession and we didn't use it as we should have done. I think we need to get, we need to take chances and we need to get the ball in the box more and and not go backwards and round and come back. And, you know, and it's funny, isn't it? We didn't even, I mean, that cross for the goal, it was halfway in our own, in their half. It's not even as if you have to get to the byline. If you get a good ball in, you don't even need to go past someone to whip it over. You know, there's a great cross from Fliss. I mean, she had acres of space there. And sometimes that's what we should be doing. We should get the ball wide and then just knock it back for someone to cross it. Because sometimes it's just about getting it in a danger area, you know, especially when you're sort of, you know, when you're near the, near the end of the game and you just haven't been able to create really, I don't think we really created a really, really good opening Um until that chance, really, and uh, which is why I'm surprised with the number of shots on target. But um, when you're struggling to create those chances, you, you just have to get it in the box sometimes, you know, um, rather than have to. It doesn't need to be the perfect position, you know, go past someone and whip it over from the byline. You can still get good crosses in from deeper positions. And that's what happened for the goal. So um, I hope, hopefully one of the things they'll take from this is that. They're, you know, it's about getting, it's about using the ball better in the final third, um, and getting it in the danger area more. Because also, I, th- I just think you're when you put other teams under pressure, that's where they could make a mistake. You could get a corner out of it, anything. Just, but you're not going to do that if you're going backwards all the time. It frustrates me when we're in a good position, and we just go backwards and backwards and across and back. And I'm thinking, oh my god, get it in the box, and you're not going to score by doing that. And um, and I was I was a little bit surprised because my understanding was that Laura was a very attack attack minded manager, you know four three three, um, really going for it a little bit, um, and a very attacking midfield we had as well, you know. Um, apart from Fields, you know, we had a really attacking midfield with Sinead and, and Annabelle. Um, so I'm just so we almost had five forwards on the pitch really when you think about it, you know. Even though you think Sinead's a midfielder, but um, uh, so I'd, uh, yeah, I'm just surprised we didn't create more and get the ball in the box more really. Um, but they they have a good team. They were well organised and they're not going to be easy to beat Reading. And I, I thought they might finish bottom of the league and go down again, but I don't think that after seeing them, there's no way they're going to be they're going to finish mid table. I'd imagine quite comfortably. Yeah. Yeah, so I think for example, I watched it on the on the player, um, and you do get a different view of it. Although, ironically, by sounds, I think we've got quite actually similar views of it. To be honest with you, um, there's, it's funny. There's a couple of times where you, I can hear you all shouting for like when you think for a foul and stuff like that, and actually it was a really good tackle. Um, 
I, I find it hard to believe the stats because there's no way in hell I saw 14 shots in that game from us and seven on target. I mean, if, if, unless like, some of those on target were like, you know, when someone half hits a shot and it just dribbles to the keeper type of thing. I, because the, the half hour that I saw when I was on my journey, I didn't see a single shot during that period. I thought I'd like pick the worst period of the game. Um, I think we... You can see we, we we're more productive in the set in the first two thirds of the pitch. We weren't doing pass by numbers that we were last year, where you know we started at the point of the V, and then if you went to the right, you moved, you passed one person to the one person to the by, you know, to the, and you got fully out wide, and we're only just in their half. And then if you wanted to switch the play, we're back to the point of the V, and then back across. So we we weren't doing that. I thought we were more proactive. Um, when we had when we got the ball and we moved it forward, but as you say, when we got to the final third was where we struggled. Um, we didn't, we just didn't really create. It's 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 a similar, it's the same thing. It's watching both teams, men's teams and the women's team. I mean, it's it's the same kind of thing. You, we play the three up front, but the strikers so often is isolated. They they don't really get the service. Um, we were very loose with the ball at times when we got to that end where we were giving, to use an American hockey term, but a lot of, lot of quick turnover. Uh, we, we turned over the puck as well. But we turned over the ball a lot where, you know, instead of, where we, instead of perhaps carving something open for ourselves, we lost it loosely and then we were on the back foot again. Um, the And you're right, there was, especially second half, um, there was times where like we got down the left, we 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 moved the ball quickly and got into a bit of space, and it was turned back, and then instead of turned back and then cut inside or the pass inside, it was passed back to the person behind you, and then we really just sat in. They just then got into position, and we weren't. I mean, we we we, we aren't putting the numbers in the box um, to give options, you know, because you can't just have Husey in there. If we're going to attack, you can't just have Husey against three or four defenders because you know what's she supposed to do with that all the time. Um, but we, at the same time, we were overusing it probably, and so we weren't really creating. And let's be honest, I, I we didn't look like scoring for most of the game. I mean, you're right at the first half, and we had a fantastic shot. It's like about the thirty seventh minute or something like that. Um, fantastic shot, great save. But that was pretty much the only one we had in the entire half. Um, and for me, I thought second half we dealt with Reading better, but first half, the stats probably flatter us because they hit the they hit the bar twice in the first half. Um and they had a the ball across the goal, which someone really should have been on the tap in. And they had another chance, I think from a corner where it fell to one of their players in the box and she's just got to drill it in a corner and she puts it wide. So for me, by half time Reading if Reading had been in if you went by the chances that they had created, if Reading had been in front, I think it'd have been hard to argue against it. Um, you can't, you know, when you're hitting the woodwork twice and you're, you're missing a couple of real guilt edge chances, that we, when we hadn't created anything like that, um, I thought that was a bit telling. So second half, I thought we were, we, we dealt with them better. We were a bit, a bit more settled. Um, but it's just finding that, because once, once we went a goal down, I think if, if we had to conceded, it would have finished nil-nil. It's only because we went to goal down and then we kind of went, you know, like everyone's like that, that old panic stage, like all hell for leather type thing. That we ended up creating chance. 
Um, and you say great ball in by Fliss on the diagonal and a, and a superb header from Husey. Um, but yeah, there's just there's there's positives there for sure. There's you know coming back to, to draw. I mean, we we scored in a in a twelfth minute of nine minutes added on, um, because Natalia was down, um, which, which is really weird because she was down with a, with a head injury, but at no point can you actually see her get caught in the head. Um, but the uh, yeah, I thought we there's positives there as I say the way we you know the first two thirds of the field. But our, our movement and how we were trying to be far more positive and proactive with the ball. It's just getting it right in that final third, which is supporting. We need to get some more support into the box. You need options because, you know, you can't, at the moment, we only have one striker. You can't just have Husey. You need to be able to change it with the bench to, whether it's a game where obviously if we'd have taken Husey off, then she wouldn't have scored that goal. But, you know, if, whether you, sometimes you just need to, you know, go right, okay, we need fresh legs on, or you put someone up with a someone a bit of pace, a different type of forward to what you got, you know, um, and we just haven't got that. And and you could argue that really, I mean, Polly, you could argue, it'd be a good argument about having her right back um, if you had another, you know, real out-and-out winger. Because she does well for she's got she puts great balls in at times, but she's not necessarily. Um, I'm trying to think of, a, of an example. Uh, another team, um, where they you know that where they'll pick up the ball and they run at you and you cut your cut your defense open. You know she's probably not quite that player. I mean we signed her as a right back, um, so we're we're missing a little bit of that cut and thrust. And as you say, some of the decision making it just. Too much. We too. We were overplaying it. It was too much of overplaying it. So there's elements there for sure. Um, the their, their goal was unfortunately an error. Um, I mean, it's you know I've seen it because they showed the replays and stuff on the player, and, and I still can't see the ball going to the back of the net. It's weird because even the commentator, as he's doing it, couldn't really tell who scored. He kept naming different people because you can't. It's like that you see the ball come over and the tiger grabs it and drops it. And then it's just suddenly they're celebrating and you just can't really see who puts it in. You can't even really see the ball going in. Um, so, yeah, they, you know, disappointing because Natalia had a decent game up until that point. And so, um, you know, it's a bit of a shame for her, but she'll learn from it. She's only 19. Um, but, yeah, you know, it just it's just little bits and pieces where we, we, need to, we need to kick on and improve. Um you know, because I think we're we're seeing. I mean, I think the opening weekend shown just this league's going to be tighter than ever. Um, going to be even more competitive. Um, and so, you know, taking your chances, creating those chances in tight games is, is crucial, is critical, and we need to find that extra element in our game to to do that um, if we want to keep going and picking up points. But we desperately coming back to that point again, the squad we need. We need more people in because we just can't. We can't be one game in and we can't even fill the bench and we can't change the striker and we've got one goalkeeper with a with a sixteen year old on the bench and you know no no real options. We just we, we can't, otherwise we we're we setting ourselves up for a difficult season before we even begun. You know, um. So I know it's not like. A, Put a mode lot, but there's so there's there's definitely lots of positives there. You can see what 
we're trying to move in a, in a new direction and it, it, it's just yeah like the same I, I agree with you those in that final third we need to, to readdress things a bit um, but as I say you know you, you've, we've, we've, we need that squad depth um, because as I say the reality is, is first half ready had chances they did have you know they had some good chances they, they probably should have been ahead at half time um, and well, as we'll see when we play Birmingham on Sunday, you know, I mean, they're gonna, I'd expect them to be a bit of a backlash after losing to Blackburn. And I, and I thought Blackburn played really well. They they really blunted Birmingham um, for all their all their star power that they signed. And I thought Blackburn made them look a bit average. So I, I, I fear I fear what they're going to be like because at home on Sunday, because you know they're going to be going hell for leather and. Um, we're going to have to find some answers to that, and they're going to have a bench to to really mix it up when they, if they need to, and um, that's we could find ourselves coming a bit undone there. So, um, so yeah, you know, there's you know a great point coming back and getting the draw it was crucial. You know, it, I think overall over the ninety minutes, the draw is a fair result, um, and I think you know it'd have been definitely gutting, especially to, in eighty eighth minute, and it to be an error that would would have cost us. So. Um, you know we've got we've got to learn from them. We, as you say, Reading, we we thought they were going to struggle. They won't. Um, they'll be a difficult team for everyone to play against. Um. So you know, new home it's, it can be difficult when you move home uh, move home grounds as well. So you know, to to have got a point out of it is is a big plus for us. Um. You know, if we could go and get something on Sunday, it would be incredible. And then you know we we kick on with Dirty Durham. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I saw it from, from watching the back on the player. Yeah, and the point about the squad depth is the key one, really, because um, can you imagine if we got one or two injuries in training this week? I mean, we would would literally be struggling to put anyone on the bench if we, you know because of, we, we, we're lacking numbers. I mean, we we really we are unfortunate in that we've obviously got a lot of players out, Fran's out, um, uh, Leah's out. Um, uh, we've got um, obviously Sibs uh, is still recovering from the ACL, ACL last last year. Kira Barry is injured um, and is like she was she was wearing a boot and crutches on, on Sunday, so she's likely to be out for weeks and weeks, if not months. So Ellie Noble, she go she's still in the squad effectively, so she she's out. Yeah, Ellie Noble, I think she had a two year contract, so she's still still contracted and still out injured. So we have got a. Yeah, we've got a number of players out, and I just wonder whether or not, you know, one more, one or two more injuries, and we are really going to be struggling. And we shouldn't be in that position. It's not fair on the management. Management. It's not fair on the other players. Um, and the worst thing is, of course, we might be having to play someone who's not fully fit, and that could cause an injury in its own own way. So, um, you know, I mean, I don't know if Paige is. I mean, she's had a proper pre-season because she's been at the World Cup training with Jamaica. So I'm assuming Paige is fit, you know, and I do wonder whether she or not played, Paige could have... She's not actually she had hasn't. any games. No, she hasn't. She's not match, probably match fit, but she should She should have... She should be relative... I mean, she should have been ready... She must have been ready to have played for Jamaica if they needed to call on her. So she would have been involved in all those training sessions all, all, all through the close season. So she should be fit enough to, to start a game, if not fully match fit. Um, and I just wonder whether or not we could have started with Paige on the right and put Polly at right back, really. Um, 
you know i don't i don't know i don't know the details behind that or i mean page the other thing of course is page hasn't played for us in pre-season so maybe that's one of the reasons that um law wanted to stick with players that um had been had been playing so that you know her way of football maybe she's maybe page has still got to pick up the way that laura wants to play of course because she hasn't been there but um but yeah i mean you know and then we've got shauna to come in as well and you know, she's been our standout player in pre-season, I understand. She's been really good. So I'm hoping, you know, that she can really kick on this season and and cement a place in that midfield for herself. Uh, but other than that, you know, we haven't really got any options. And like you say, one forward, really. We're asking for trouble with one centre forward. Can you imagine if Hughie got injured or suspended or anything, you know? But what are we going to do? I mean... We could play possibly push an aid up and, and put Molly in there, but it's not the same. And they and they 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 seem to be better in other positions. So we'd be losing out in another position in order to cater for putting someone in the middle up up top. So we really do I mean, I don't know, I don't think there's the same um transfer window. I think it goes on a lot longer, um, because the WSL doesn't even start until October. So um I think we've got a long time that we can sign players, but we need four. We need four minimum, don't we? Probably more, probably five, really, but we need four minimum. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's that's the concern. Strength in depth, covering, giving people a rest sometimes, especially when we've got those Conti Cup games in, coming up in September and November. That's three games in eight days, you know. So what are we going to do? We, we can't rest players if we haven't got a big enough squad. Put, it puts a lot of strain on everyone, and um, yeah, so it's a worry, really. That, that's that's the only concern I've got um, after Sunday. Uh, everything else was good, but the squad depth is a problem, definitely. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But what you don't want, you're right. I'd imagine you're right about the the extra length of the, the window. I mean, but the uh, what you don't want though is, as we discussed last time, is you know. You're you're three or four games down already, which is already like a chunk of, in, in a twenty two league season. It's a fair chunk of the season um, before you get those players in, and you and you you know you're giving up points. So, and as I said, there's there's, there's lots to build on, um, and it's all a work in progress. You know, it's a new new manager, We've got a new assistant who's only recently been announced, and a lot of changes in the summer we just had with the setup of everything. So there's a lot going on, and I know it's a bit of a rebuild season, but and, and you know we'll continue to see how things push on and improve um for sure um but yeah you know hopefully we it's finding that element in the final further as we as we said you know you've got to you've got to have options you've got to, you need options uh, in such a tight league it's it, it can be really key um so uh, fingers crossed uh, we will see some uh, something else happening um over the coming weeks. So, one other thing I wanted to mention from the game, you touched on it earlier, the attendance. Now, I was trying to find the official attendance. I can't, I know it's been put out, but I can't see it, but I think it was about, it was about 780 around that mark. I, like, oh, no, I want to say 781. I think it was 782, but oh, I'm sure, yeah, you're out by one. Sorry, um, still, wrong, still the wrong answer. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think it was. I think they announced it at seven eight two. Yeah, yeah. So for me, that, that's a that's a that's a great opening attendance. You know, that is that is high. I mean, obviously, we never bought, you know we didn't get any of the official stats last season for for Hayes, but 
that is higher than what we were putting in a Hayes Lane last season by a country mile compared to what some of those, like the, the Lewis and the Conti Cup and stuff. Some of those attendances, yeah, that's that's like 400 plus on it. And, you know, our record Hayes attendance of 1700 was more likely to be similar to what that certain attendance was. So that is a good step forward. If we our opening game there is delivered, you know, that kind of number, then hopefully that's something we can build on. Um, and when you take into account, I, you know, Charlton set their their record attendance on Sunday at the Valley, uh, and it was only 900 and something, which I found really interesting. I thought it would be a lot higher than that. Bear in mind, our highest attendance is 1,900. Um, in fact, we, in fact, our first season up, when we were awful, we played Charlton at Sillers and set 1,100. So... I was really quite surprised that their that was their their highest. Um, so considering that that and all the business that they've done and when they finished last season and all the hype around their team, the fact that we we only were about two hundred if that off of their their attendance, I think you know a really good start to Sutton and hopefully that will build um, and grow because the, the the more atten- the better attendance you get, you know the more just dispose the players on and we, just, we, we want to see it and we want to see it building. So hopefully that is exactly what we'll see this season. Yeah, really impressed. Um, the main stand was just about full. Um, the seats next to us had quite a few people in as well. Um, lots of people standing around the side. Uh, it was really good. Yeah, really impressed uh, with the attendance and... Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, you know, the weather was kind to us and stuff like that. Um, I do one, I do wonder what sort of the real test will be when we're at home in the Conti Cup on a Wednesday night, but um, in November, but in the pouring I think, rain, <laughs> in the pouring rain, probably that'll be the test. Um, and people get in there as well. If you know, driving there on a Sunday wasn't too bad for thirty-five minutes from Bromley. <coughs> Excuse me, um, but if you're travelling from from that area on a Wednesday for 7.15, 7.30, kick-off in the rush hour. It's going to take a good hour, probably. So that's the test, really, when we play those midweek cup. That midweek, we've got one home game in the Conti Cup. So I think that'll be the real test. But great attendance, and I think a lot of those people will go back. It was a really good experience. Yeah, hopefully so. I really hope, really hope so. And as I say, we, we, can, we continue to build on it. Um, I'll kind of use, because you mentioned the, the Conti Cup, so I'll kind of use that as a, a little bit of a segue. Um, so just to kind of cover, for those who haven't seen it yet, um, we do now know the fixtures. I know you were saying the other day, there's there's a possibility that if Arsenal didn't qualify for the, the Champions League proper, um, that we could end up with them in our group, which would be awful. Uh, which, if, which if it happened, yeah. I think although I think two might then qualify from the group, I might be wrong on that, but Otherwise, it makes what could be, you know, a group that is winnable for all all of the teams in it to being a group that would be pointless. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, not not to not to exaggerate, but that is exactly how it ended up kind of being. Um, so the the first game is uh, as I tweeted the other day. If there's the guarantees in life, death taxes, and and playing Lewis at the dripping pan in the Conti Cup, and that's exactly what we're doing again this year. Uh, on the Wednesday, the 11th of October, 
Um, I'm curious because last year it was weekends. I'm curious as to why they've moved it back to midweek. Uh, I think weekends is much better. Um, but they have. So, yeah, that, that's our first game. I think that's four times in five seasons, possibly, that we've paid them at the pan yeah. in the yeah. Cup. The Grundy Cup, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah. So that's one of them. And then our next one is November, Wednesday the 22nd, where we are at home to Watford. Uh, so as you mentioned, that's the one home game we've got in the group stage. And then the next one, bizarrely, because last normally the, it, it ends by December. Like the, the run-in of December games, you have one league game, one FA Cup game, and one country cup game, but twenty fourth Wednesday the twenty fourth of January is our last one <laughs> away to London away to London City. So we actually play London City or, or Kent County Lionesses. Uh we played them in Kent twice in the space of four days. We played them on the Sunday the twenty first and then the Wednesday the twenty fourth. So I mean that's a bizarre, bizarre gap. Made even more bizarre by the fact of, so we play in November, right? Our last league game in November is Sunday the 19th for home to Southampton. And then we play Watford on the Tuesday, on the Wednesday in the Cups on the 22nd. Our next match, right, is then the 5th of December. No, sorry, tell it like, it's sorry, the 17th of December. Our one league game, which is away at the Reading. There'll be an FA Cup tie in that time. But we basically, we won't play between the 22nd of November and the 17th of December as it stands until the FA Cup draw is done. And we won't yeah. play the league game for basically a month. It's, yeah. it's just weird. It's so strange, isn't it? And that's one of the problems that we've got with such a small division of 12 teams is that there's not enough fixtures to fill up the calendar. And... Um, there's huge gaps and if you go out the Conti Cup and then you go out the FA Cup there's even more gaps after Christmas oh. because in the new year because you've got those FA Cup weekends and then you've got international breaks and goodness knows yeah. what so well, we, we literally so th- that game as I said the, uh, the our only league game in December so what would be our final game of the year which would be the, the 17th Sunday the 17th for Wade of Reading our next game as it stands as you say so if we win out the FA Cup it would be the case would be Sunday the 21st of January. Yeah. So we, we will play three league games in two months. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's, a win, it's, a, it's a winter break in a different way, isn't it? <laughs> it's, just, it's just insane. It's just really, really weird. Really, yeah. really weird. Um, but they are the fixtures. Uh, I know you, you've, you've booked off work, uh, time of work for them. Uh, they've, they've they've happened to fall on the days when on my rest days, so uh, which is unusual. So um, hopefully I'll be able to get down to some as well because the Conti Cup. So when it's a Wednesday night, it's always a bit harder to, to do, really, especially living down this way. But um, trying to do as much as I can this season. So those those are the the Conti Cup fixtures. Um, hopefully, obviously, there'll be one more added in if we get Arsenal put in our group. Um, if they did, I might as well just cancel the fixtures and just give Arsenal the buy for to, to, to the next yeah. round. Um, but yeah, so they are the Conti Cup fixtures. So that's kind of one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, I also wanted to mention that I, I announced today uh, two lots of sponsorship. 
by Eagle Eye View this this season. So obviously last year you and I have organised the raffle, selling the uh, sort of raffling off the the, the 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 Palace football side by the entire women's squad um, to raise the funds to sponsor Shauna last season. Um, and in the end, we, we raised enough that we could sponsor her last season and get the flag and give her some money because um, at the time she, she wasn't able to work because she's still a student and um, football took up her time. Uh, uh, but also, it's enabled us to sponsor her this season as well. So we are the official, Eagle Eye View are the official sponsors for one of our own in Shauna Guyatt again this season. And also, as we were last season, uh, uh, the two of us, joined by uh, Michael, Michael and uh, Mark, we are sponsoring Annabelle again this year, Annabelle Blanchard. Um, so we've managed to do that for a second season as well. So uh, there aren't many... I know there's, there's in the programmes on the weekend, there's only like three sponsors. Uh, before now, because I know Andy Davis has, has sponsored Kirsten again. Um, but really, really pleased to be able to announce those. Uh, it's always great to be able to, to play our part and um, show that extra bit of support for the players for the season. Um, so I do encourage anyone that haven't put packages actually out yet, um, but you can player sponsorships available to sort out. So if there's anyone that is interested, uh, if you feel free to slide into my DMs, as it were, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> how you who to contact um, to inquire about player sponsorship. I think most players are still available. Um, so yes, I wanted to mention that. And uh, one other thing, uh, again, I tweeted this out this week, uh, but I just want to say a big congratulations to Molly Sharp, um, who reached 50 appearances in all competitions for the club on Sunday. Uh, she is only the fifth player to join the 50, to reach the 50 club since promotion, um, which is, of course, when records began. As <laughs> Um, so, you know, but we, I remember she ended last season of 49 and we did at the time know if she'd be staying or not. And we'd, we'd, we'd lost Shiv and Kirsty in that same position. Um, so we're really pleased when she'd signed and, um, for it, she's hit that straight away. So, um, really, really pleased for Moles to have, have reached that, that target. Um, and this is her third season for the club. Um, and she is, I think, since promotion, she's our all-time third top scorer as well. She's on 12, uh, Coral's on 17, and B is on 18. Obviously, she's only left at the club, so if she had a good scoring season, she could overtake all of them. Um, okay. But, you know, really great. We, we, we Obviously, Moles has come on the show several times. Um, we know how passionate she is. We know how much she loves playing for the club. Uh, we know how much she loves taking out those Northerners as well. So uh, long man, continue. She's got uh, she's got some chances coming up. So uh, congratulations to Molly on uh, on fifty appearances. Yeah, she's been a great signing for us, you know, and she's really got what Palace is about, and she's um, she's just fantastic on and off the pitch. Really, I think we're very fortunate to have her, and she's find, found that sort of place on the left side where she's just so good at cutting inside. She's a real danger. I mean, it must be a nightmare to play against her. Um, 
So she's just been perfect for us. So I'd, I'd expect her to get quite a few goals this season. And then, and then you know we saw when we went to that Ipswich friendly that you know she nearly she, she nearly got a hat trick in that game and she scored the two goals and looked really dangerous. Um, I, I, I think she's going to have a really good season for us if she stays fit. Yeah, great player. Fingers crossed. Well, I think her and Annabelle were our top scorers for pre-season. So, um, you know, I'm really, really pleased for her because she had that stint at the start of last season where she was uh, on the bench a lot. So, uh, it's playing out on the left has really, really kind of kicked her on, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's no, fantastic. And as I say, you know, really great achievement to reach that. And uh, obviously, we've now got to sweat out a trophy. <laughs> so, I'll have to get that sorted, uh, see if we can get it in time for Durham. Um, yeah. that might be pushing it but we'll give it a try and uh, we should see another this season because Amy Everett's on 43 I worked it out the other day so she's on so barring an injury fingers crossed uh, Amy should reach the 50 club as well this season um, so yeah another, that should be another good landmark we'll hopefully hit soon excellent and um Obviously, give, being given the armband, Amy, you know, she's obviously, um, and the way Laura spoke about her in that programme, um, she's obviously going to be a key part of our of our team for the whole season. So, very, you know, she's almost certainly going to be hitting that 50, isn't she, in a few, in a, in, you know, before Christmas, I'd imagine. It's just seven more games. And, um, yeah, she, she's been great signing, Amy. And, um She's still so young. She could end up if she stays with us for a few years. She could end up getting a hundred, you know, because yes. she's 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 got age on her side and being a skipper now as well. You know, you'd expect her, you expect her to be, you know, in the starting every game. So, yeah, really good. Um, just one point on the um player sponsorships. Um, in the program there was an email address for people to contact the club about oh, sponsorships as well. So, uh, anyone who is interested in sponsoring a player. Um, can can go uh, to the digital program for uh, the Reading game, and and then on the sponsors page where there's a big eagle eye view uh, site badge logo up there. Um, at the bottom of that page, it's got the email address uh, to contact uh, the club about sponsorship. So um, the, I know the players really appreciate um, being sponsored. It makes a big difference to them. So anyone who's able to do that, um, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to screenshot it and uh, tweet that out. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, spread the spread the word. So, uh, yeah, I'll just what I forgot to mention about the watching it on the play the other day. Actually, the uh, I thought the even though there's there's less of you, I thought the the noise came across really clear. You could hear you guys throughout the game. Um, I could I could hear Joe with his weak legs at one point as well. <laughs> So I the uh, the sound the sound was, watching it on the player the sound was really good. So as you say, the more of us that are there, and while I'm there with me booming voice next week and stuff, um, yeah, hopefully that would enhance that. And I also thought randomly much clearer at Hayes. It really felt like because obviously we every time our end was attached, you could you could see us, but we felt, it looked really distant. Whereas it it looks I don't know if you've seen any of it back, but it looks a lot closer. Oh. Um, so, uh, I mean, and the way that the flags were displayed, that's really good, I thought. Uh, although oh, one good. of them was falling down, but um, yeah, 
That was the oldsters one. I was yeah, say, but I thought it might be the oldsters one, so uh, we'll be right. I, put, I did put it. I did. Yeah, I did put it back up, but I think it was. I think it. I didn't realise it was down for ages, so it's probably like that for a long time. But it, Wait, yeah, way down put... by the age of all of us together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I think that extra year you've got is tipped it over. You see that forty? You know. Yeah, I throw it. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but yeah, but I thought it all. I say the noise came across well, and the visual was really good. Better, better than it was at Hayes, I thought. So for some reason, it just seemed a lot closer. Um, so that's another positive. So from the positive, this Sunday we take <laughs> on Birmingham. Yeah, uh, who you and I have both felt would pretty much walk this league, given how they went last season and the additions that they've made. Uh, of course, as I've mentioned earlier, they, they lost 1-0 to Blackburn, uh, which you know is going to have hurt them. They would have expected to win that win that comfortably, I reckon. Not that yeah. they, They'd never say that out loud, but I'd imagine that's very much what they felt. Um, so to go there, lose, not score a goal, um, really would have paid them off. Um, and I remember jokingly put, messaging at the time that I'd... I'd I'd hate to be in a team that plays up next. <laughs> because we knew it was us. So, uh, yes. Obviously, Shiv, well, just to say, first of all, it's great to see that Shiv is working our way back. Because um, her, was hers an ACL? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. she missed a lot of last season through that. So she's not playing yet, I don't think. But it's I think she's back training. Um, so really, really pleased for Shiv. Uh, really pleased that she's she's getting back there. Really pleased that she's not going to be playing against us on Sunday, uh, <laughs> just just for the damage that she could do to us. Um, but I no, really really pleased for her. Uh, she's a great player, and um, you know the, the game needs her out on the pitch. So that, that, that's a good positive. Um, obviously, all, we can only hope that Jay Pennant gets stuck in a traffic traffic jam on the way to the ground and doesn't make it. Um, your old mate. But, uh, yeah, so it's going to be, uh, I think we'll see a different Birmingham to what, what turned up on Sunday. Um, partially helped because I'd imagine, because the way we will play, you know, I think we will probably be a bit more expansive than the Blackburns. We'll probably be a little bit more open than they were. Um, would you say it's fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be a much more open game. Um, I'm just worried about their pace, really. I mean, you know what you know what I've said about Jade Pennock for the last four or five years, really, since she joined Sheffield United, and she just scores against us. I think I, I can't I can't remember many games when she hasn't scored against us, and um, she must love playing against us. Her record is just phenomenal. She scored she scored a hat trick in in one game for Sheffield United against us. And then she always seems to score for Birmingham as well. So I think, um, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a very open game. And unfortunately, I don't know if that's going to suit us in that game because I think they've just, I think, especially away from home when you're going up, you know, I just think it's going to be a really difficult game for us. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, especially on the back of them losing that first game. Um, we're going to have to start well. If we concede early, I think it could be a long, long afternoon for us, unfortunately. Things well, it's, it's, it's going to be pretty easy to for the, for them to scare out what our team's going to be because we, yeah. we, can't, we can't really change it much. Um, no. So, yeah, but you know, you, you never know, do you? Because it's one of those, sometimes the start of the season is a good time to play these teams. 
Yeah, yeah. Because they haven't found their groove yet. As we've seen, you know, a lot of draws on the weekend. So no one's quite found, other than really Southampton, who, you know, just, just you know, turned up and smashed Lewis. No one's found their, their feet yet. You know, no, no one's, well, certainly one game, but, you know, that group, no one's in that groove yet. So it could well be that actually this is a, a really good time to play Birmingham because, you know, they're, they're not quite, the settled article yet, um, which can happen when it, when they brought in the player, you know, the, the, the players that they have. Because I mean, Lily Ag came in late, obviously because she's at the World Cup and is in their starting eleven, so she's not had much time with them. And that's I mean, someone's played all preseason there and then been dropped out of it. He won't be happy. Um, and they seem to be playing Neve Heron at like left back, which is yeah. a bit weird. Um, yeah, yeah, really strange. I swear, I swear um, she's actually she's a midfielder, isn't she? I think she knows you can play yeah. defence, but I swear she's uh, she's uh, made uh, yeah she's a, she, said really she's a midfielder yeah she's she's a driving midfielder and you know great and she's one of those sort of sort of end to end midfielders you know she's great defensively but she gets forward well and loves a tackle as well loves a tackle um, playing her at left back or the left side of a back three. I don't think that's getting the best out of her, but I don't know what they're if they've got injuries on that at the back and they needed to because you did actually play centre back for Sunderland quite a few times when they had injuries. Yeah, but she's really a midfielder and um, very very good midfielder for her age as well. She's still really young. Um, a lot of Sunderland fans were really surprised she didn't go straight into the Super League. Someone snapped her up in the Super League when she, when when she signed for Birmingham. They were quite surprised because she's that good. You know, she should be playing in the WSL even at a young age. Yeah. And Sunderland have obviously brought through so many great players over the years. You know, that now have played for England. Um, so um, so yeah, I'm just uh, I'm surprised they played her there, but. Um, but yeah, I hope she doesn't play in midfield. I hope she because I think Heron and Lily Ag could be a real difficult midfield duo to get up, come up against. You're not going to get a lot of time on the ball because they get stuck in both of them. So I think having Neve at the back probably is, would be good for us if that if that happens. But I don't know uh, what it, what their what their situation is with injuries of defend with defenders and stuff. But yeah, it's just going to be. Um, it's going to be a really tough game, isn't it? They're a good team, and actually, you know, losing the first game. Sometimes that just that that maybe they just thought it was going. Maybe they believed the hype, you know, because I was saying things like, you "Might as well give them." When they signed Lily Ag, I said, "You might as well give them the trophy, the, the championship now." And maybe they'd been reading my tweets, and that and that gave him a full sense of security. And that's why they lost because I've been bigging them up all all summer. But I just, I mean, they they won nine of their last t- ten games last season, Birmingham, and. um Nearly caught, nearly nearly caught Bristol City. If they had a better start, they would have caught them. You know, well, one more um, game and they would have probably would have probably one them. more game they would have caught them. So they had that brilliant run, nine out of ten. I mean, that's incredible. Twenty-seven out of thirty. I don't know if they drew the other one, but um, but yeah, they 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 went on an amazing run at the end of the season, and I cannot believe they lost to Birmingham uh, to to um, Blackburn. But having said that, like you mentioned, Blackburn. Were really good, and we know from last season how organised they're. Very difficult to break down Blackburn, you know. I mean, I know we did the double over them last season, but um, we played really well up there in the first half, especially when we beat them three three one up there. But um, what was it three two? Um, but we, um, yeah, we we you know we we could see when they came to sell us uh, to to Hayes Lane how 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 well organised they were. Um, and they're very good, very solid at the back, and they've got two big defenders who win everything in the air. So, 
really difficult to play against. And I was just surprised when I watched that Birmingham game. They seemed to play an awful lot of long ball. Um, I just don't know if we just if, if uh, Blackburn cut off all their options passing through the middle and they just had to go long because they didn't have anything else. But every time they went long, their centre forward was dominated by the two centre backs and they and they doubled up on Jade Pennock on the right side. So on their left back and their left midfielder basically doubled up to stop Pennock getting any. So if you went past one player, then the other one was just there, you know. So they 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 their game plan, Blackburn, was brilliant and I hope we do the same. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just hope we can do the same because we could hopefully we'll learn quite a lot from the way Blackburn played to stop them because they had the great game plan that, that worked. Uh, obviously, they got the three points that definitely worked for them. Yeah, do you know, since in the since the revamp of the championship, no one's lost on the opening day and then gone up. So oh. yeah, so obviously they we've got the the stat of the relegated team takes a season and then goes up on their side but mm, uh, mm. they would be the first team that's lost on the opening day and done it if they did um, wow. and I was really pleased that we uh, after after my stat last week that we maintained that run of uh, not losing on the opening day which yeah. is now now up to uh, four I believe or five yeah oh, five five so uh, five games so uh, yeah. when, when it was one now I was thinking oh my god I would have blown it <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. It was, uh, it, yeah. I mean, I know it was really late on, like the eleventh minute of added time, but we really deserved that draw last week. So you know, um, yeah, I think we've got some really good additions. Haley at the back is fantastic, and you know, we've we, we've got some good additions, but we just, as we've mentioned a few times tonight, we just need more bodies really because, so you know, it, although we haven't got, we've only got twenty two league games, and then we've got the Conti Cup, and maybe hopefully get an FA Cup run. It's still quite a long season, you know. It's still long, you know. It's still, it's still, the season runs as long as it runs normally up to the end of April. So, it, it, you know, and we just need some people, and also, you know, training. So. When you when you've literally got I don't know fourteen outfield players available, you can't even have an eleven against eleven in training. Do you know what I mean? It's all those sorts of things that I just find it. I just think you know. I think it. They're all they're things that make it difficult. Make it difficult for the team to prepare. You know, you can't even put your eleven out and play to play against another eleven. You haven't got enough players to even do that in training. You know, so um, it's difficult to work on your on how you're going to play on the Sunday when you you can't even put that prepare that team against another 11. So there's lots of, yeah, they've, they've really got to try and get some bodies in. I don't know what the budget's like for this year, um, but I hope they've got a bit of money left over to bring some people in because we need some, we need to, we need, to, we need more numbers, really. We've got, we've, you know, I think we had, did we have four outfield players on the bench, I think, on, I think we might have had four on Sunday. Yeah, four. Yeah. Four and six Yeah, I, you know. We need more options. We've got nothing, no options up front, uh, apart from Wyatt, but she's not really a centre forward or anything. So, yeah, not good, not good. We know, that's that's the only downside, really. Everything else is looking good, um, but it's just those players that we've got out and not having people in um, to, to 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 boost the squad a little bit, really, and give everyone a little bit of a rest when they need it. And I mean, luckily we didn't we didn't take uh, Fusey off on Sunday because she got that goal at the end, but. You know, it's it's difficult when when you haven't got those options. Um, you can't change anything, as you know, in the game. Uh, 
So, yeah, that's the only thing, really. Yeah. Uh, and could bring it back to Sunday, this, this Sunday. I think we need to we need to go there without fear. Because uh, it would be a big test, because our, our record against uh, the top teams isn't great. You know, when you, when you look at, I mean, the, the seasons when you had Spurs and United in it. I mean, United actually wiped the floor of us both times, um, and Spurs quite heavily. Villa destroyed us the season that they went up. Um, you know, and if you look at the last few seasons, I mean, I know we, we, we beat London City uh, away, and then previously we've had a couple of draws against him, but we got absolutely tonked at home last season. The previous year, they, they tonked us at home as well. Um, obviously, Bristol City loved playing against us, other than that very first game, because they, they, they heavily beat us every time. And uh, we lost home and away to Southampton last season. Um, though they weren't heavy scores, but um, you know, Birmingham was 3 1 away and 4 1 at home. Um, no, it might be 4 2 at home, and then Liverpool when Liverpool uh, were there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Liverpool, yeah, they, they rinsed us as well. So, we our record against the big teams isn't great, and it's partially where because we every season we've had the when well, the first season we were like the second worst, if not the worst, defense in the league, and then every other season, no matter even when we finished fourth, we've had the third worst defense in the league. Um, so, but a lot of that the last couple of seasons, that has come from like where we had a run of like three games where we got absolutely hammered. Remember, wasn't it two seasons ago where we 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 got t- turned over by London City, Bristol City, and Liverpool in the space of four games, and yeah. our goal difference went from I think plus to like minus 11 or something stupid um <laughs> yeah, did, you know yeah. so i think we conceded 13 goals in those three games or something it's ridiculous yeah you know yeah. we we were i mean that season we were the only team in the top seven with a negative goal difference um so you know it's we don't fare well generally so previously anyway against the, the teams right up there who play well let's be honest you know play that who've got the those difference maker players with that, that more expensive football, so it'll be a big test for the, for the team and for Laura, um, because you know at the end of the day the, the, the lineup we got there is more than capable of going up there and, and getting a result. You know, yeah. I I take a draw, I take a draw now. Yeah, um, but at the same time, you know, go up there and get a sneaky win. You never know, you just never know, do you? With, with the early days and um, so, but yeah, we've we've kind of got to go there with no fear. Um, don't you know? Because it's easy isn't it, to go in the mindset of, oh god, we're playing them away, we're gonna really struggle, and then you kind of defeat yourself before you go on the pitch. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that'd be a really, a really big test for us. Um, I mean, it'd be nervy going into the Dirty Durham game if we didn't have a win yet. But um, yeah, you know, that, that we realistically that's probably where we're going to be at at this moment. Um. But you just never know. You just never know. Be be very palace to go up there and, and get a result. So um, they're all on the player this week because obviously still no WSL. So every game is on the FA player again, uh, and it's a three o'clock kickoff. So I'm, yeah. I'm working, so I, I won't even be because I know you'll be at Seller, so I won't. I, I can't even get to that game. So I'll at two o'clock. I'll have the TV on 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 Sky for that. Then at three o'clock, I'll have my tablet on as well with that, with there with that game on, and I'll be watching between the two. 
Um, yeah, yeah, it's um, wondering. They'd be wondering why I hadn't got any work done. <laughs> it's such a shame that it's uh, on. A, you know, that the men and the women are playing on the same day. It'll be the first time in a long, long time that we won't have any of our flags there at Birmingham. You know, um, so uh, it's a real shame. Um, I was half thinking about going up there, um, but I don't. I promised my daughter I'd take her to the Palace Wolves game. Um, so, uh, and she's really looking forward to it so um so i'm I'm going to sell us but uh, if it wasn't for that i probably would have gone up to birmingham you know as you know mike i always when the women and the men play at the same time i generally go and watch the women um if i can but unfortunately i don't you know i had a friend of mine's on holiday couldn't um so i've got a spare ticket next to me um which means that i've asked charlotte to come with me and she's She's, the last time she came was against Man United last year when we equalised in the last minute with Elise's free kick. So she's a good omen as well. So <laughs> I need her to come with me. So, um, yeah, so unfortunately, um, I don't think any of the loyal will be there at Birmingham and it'll be the first time for a long, long time that we won't be there with the flags. Um, so apologies to the team and management and the club. Um, but... And this is for another time, obviously, it's probably a deeper conversation. But, you know, I do feel very strongly that the FA have got to sort out these fixtures where you've got the same teams, men and men and women playing on the same day, because there are a lot of supporters that like to support both of them. And um, it, you shouldn't have to choose one over the other. You should be able to go to both games over a weekend. So they need something needs to be done. I mean, obviously, we're not going to change the Premier League fixtures because they're for TV and stuff. So two o'clock on two o'clock on a Sunday, it's on Sky. You know, we're not going to change that. But there needs to be some flexibility around the other game because um, to allow people to go. If you want foot, women's football to grow, you've got to allow people to go to the games. Um, and and unfortunately, you know, we can't be in two places at once, can we? So so at least after the game, I can watch the second half um, on the player because it starts an hour later. So that's after the men's game. That would be good to watch the second half. But, yeah, really frustrating that I can't be there, you know. Um, if it was on the Saturday, I know, I know Birmingham are at home. Their men's team are at home to Millwall on the Saturday. So that obviously couldn't happen. But um, if it was on the Saturday, I would have gone up there for that. But... You know, frustrating, really frustrating. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but there's got to be something that can be done, surely, to allow people to watch their two teams at the, on at the weekend. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I've, I've, unfortunately, I, I don't think there will be. No. Um, I think, especially at the moment where, or well, obviously, every game this, again this weekend is spread out so that they can all be on the player. Um, yeah. So the, all the fixtures are spread out again. So you technically both games have, have moved for TV, but. I think all the while you've got, you've still got part-time teams or semi-part-time teams um, in the league. You're a bit stuffed because, you know, Durham, every Durham game has to be at 12 o'clock on a Sunday. They can't do any other time. Um, and a lot, of the, a lot of the Lassies games are as well, aren't they, I think? Um and there's someone else in the league as well with certain games, certain fixtures where their kickoff times are always different because of travel. Yeah. Um, so I think all the while it's you've got, you know, teams that aren't full time and so they've got people who need to be at work the next day or whatever, you know, you you're you're never gonna be able to um yeah, it's really gonna halt the flexibility. Um but so the problem you've also got as well, it's you might move it to avoid one game, but the other team 
especially where like we're in the Premier League, they're the championship in the men's side of it. You know, you, you move it on the Sunday to avoid that fixture, but then could you be possibly clashing with the, the with, uh, you know, their games all, all over the place? But you're right, they need to find, there needs to be something in there, there needs to be some leeway, but I, I don't think it'd happen until, I think it'd be easier to do in the WSL. Yeah. Uh, although they, they move for TV as well, like the games, but I think, you know, full-time teams, it's probably a bit, there's probably a bit more flexibility, ground dependent because obviously they they're, they're Birmingham play at St Andrews, so they wouldn't have been able to play on the Saturday because if Birmingham if the men's are at home, I don't know if they yeah. are, but so that would have joined me that so Saturday was ruled out. Um, so that, I think that's where that's where you have, that probably might always unfortunately have lingering. Um, so there might be too many pieces. Uh, I guess they. Like, like... I think the men are at home to, to Millwall on Saturdays. They couldn't even do a double header realistically because can you imagine Palace fans? Not that not that there'd be many of us, but can you imagine it, you know Millwall and Palace going to St Andrews on the same day? You know, <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, I'm assuming that would have been put. put but that, I think Millwall Birmingham might be at twelve o'clock. You know, on Saturday they could have played our game at five o'clock. That's there, because, that's because, but that's because they've got history of problems. I have, yeah. I remember the horse Sorry, getting I hit. Imagine that's yeah. what, I don't know if it's on TV, but that's probably why that's at 12. Probably, there's yeah. there's a they... lot of... So, policing-wise and stuff, it'd be a nightmare for them to do a double header. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. So, anyway, we are where we are, but it's such a shame. It'll be the first time in a long time where we won't have the flags there. And I'm assuming, unless there's a few Palace fans in the Midlands who are going, there won't be that many of us there at all, if anyone. And it's going to be a real shame for the team not to have support there. No, gutted, absolutely. Really gutted. No, absolutely. Yeah. Right, mm. it's that time. Your score prediction and scorers, if you have any. <laughs> well, I've been thinking about this a lot. And in my predictions, as you know, I put 3-0 to Birmingham because yep. um, I'm trying to get points and I wanted to be different to everyone else. Um, I think we could lose 3-0 if we have a bad start. There's no doubt about that. Um, we were 3-0 down at half-time there last season as well um, because we... I think the formation was all over the place and we just um, we came back to lose 3-1. We won the second half when we changed things at half-time, but obviously it's too late. So I think um, it's going to be a really tough game. Um, and I, 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 I really do think, I think, I think we'll lose. I think we'll lose 2-1. The reason I'm saying that is that I just think that as the game goes on, They've got the bench to change things and bring fresh legs on of, of similar quality, and I just don't, I just don't think we've got the numbers on the bench to give us those options. I think the quality is there. Page is a great player. Sean is a great player. You know, we've got the players there, but I just don't think um, we've got the strength in depth to change things for the formation and put two up front and all those sorts of things that we might need to do. Um, we just don't have the options at the moment until we bring a few more players in, and I really hope we do. So my my, my prediction. Uh, is 2-1 to Birmingham and I think uh, Hughesy will get a second goal of the season. Yeah, I, I've I've gone I've gone 3-1 Birmingham same as last year. Um I kind of feel like we're still a work in progress. They they're going to backlash. Um and as I say I think we'll probably be a bit more a bit more open because we're trying to be more expansive than what Blackburn were. Um and it it could give them the freedom with the players and the quality that they've got in their team. It could give them the the freedom to uh, you know to to find the space. 
Um, so I kind of I can see it being the kind of game where we're two down or three down, and then we kind of bag a random goal out of somewhere. Um, yeah. And I, I reckon that I've 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 got Sinead to score. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, I mean, I'm obviously really hope we're wrong, um, but you know, yeah, it's kind of got that that possible vibe about it. But as we said earlier, you just you never know, do you? It's you know, we, we're capable of going then getting a result. You know, oh, without a doubt. I mean, we proved it the way we played last week. Um, uh, it's a really tough place to go, and you know, it could it could come to the last twenty minutes, and they can bring these fresh legs on. And I think. You know, who's, who's to say we don't pick up an injury in the first half, use one of our subs and our bench is just going to be, who's going to come on realistically and change the game, you know. If you lose, if you lose Natalia. <laughs> well, that's the thing as well. They could target her at a corner, knock her out, and then we've got to bring a 16-year-old goalkeeper on. I mean, unless we can bring someone in on loan or something before that game, I'm not suggesting the 16-year-old, you know, and he um, isn't a great isn't a great prospect or or capable goalkeeper. But I mean, physically at 16, you've got it's, you, you can't expect a 16-year-old to play and nerves. In, and nerves and away from. I mean, it's just such a difficult. It's not fair, actually. It's not actually fair, you know, for go- especially goalkeeper, because it's uh, it's such a physical game at that level of women's football. Um, so um, yeah, it's just going to be uh, it's just going to be a real real toughie. But um, yeah, it'd be nice if we signed a couple of players tomorrow though before the weekend because that'll give everyone a bit of a boost, I think, for both teams. Um, yeah, well, the men especially because it's the transfer window tomorrow night. So God, doesn't look like we're going to bring anyone else in though. But oh, anyway, we know we've got yeah. Dean Henderson because I broke the news. Obviously, yeah, we've got Dean Henderson. <laughs> Can he play up front? By the way, because well, yeah. that's right, that's right. Allegedly, we're, we're extending Mateta's contract for God's sake. I know, I know, I know. Incredible, but, uh, isn't it? Uh, just to read that, just to read out um, our friends at All Saints. I don't know who, whether it's uh, Jude or, or Shannon or who's who's, who's staffing it. Um, but just on the point with the, the the fixtures, uh, they said there needs to be a dedicated Women's Day for football, uh, but t- until it's on par for revenue return, which if they keep having the games crashing and having supporters choosing, we're going to struggle putting that argument to broadcasters and Premier League clubs, which I think is a very valid point. Um, yeah. I think we'll, I think that when this when the TV deal's up for renewal, it's it needs to have the championship in it. That that would be a big thing. Yeah. Would you like to think with the with the parish panel <laughs> taking over from the FA in the summer, uh, you'd like to think those kind of discussions are already in the works yeah. and progress because you know you expand expand the leagues, give both leagues some actual proper televised coverage, and really push it. Um, yeah. It might be a bit of a different a different argument then, but no, it's a it's a very valid point. Um, yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, I don't think there is anything else to add. Um, obviously, hopefully, there might be someone that can make it on Sunday. Um, just a bit gutted, otherwise, we won't have anyone there. Uh, that is kind of the curse, isn't it? Uh, you don't, I know, I know Saints travel well, um, but you don't generally get that many away fans at games. Um, we found that with a lot of clubs that come to Hayes over the years, haven't we? That they, yeah, they've not yeah. really been that big a con, you know, bigger group. So, um, that, you know, hopefully that might change as we go forward. 
But uh, but you know, I don't. Unless there's anything else you want to add, Phil. No, just to say yet again um, to the to, to any players or um, or management listening in either tonight or on the replay or on Spotify, just to say um, good luck for Sunday. Sorry, we can't be there. If we could be there, we would be. They they know that, you know. Um, but um, we'll see you at the next game against Durham at, at home. So good luck to the to, to all the girls there on Sunday. No, I agree. Echo that completely. Um, right. So we will be back next week. Uh, don't know what day yet because my awkward set of shifts next week. Um, <laughs> but we'll be back next week where we will review the Birmingham game and we will preview the visit of Dirty Durham, that small school in Wearside, uh, <laughs> as they will come down to the VBS. And I can get excited for my, my first league game of the season. Uh Oh, I just realised that awful thing of if we if we lose, have to watch. There's nothing worse than having to watch back on a player when you lose. Oh no! Especially when you know, like it's the four nil Bristol City. Oh, God, <laughs> that, that was painful. painful. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, so uh, that hope. Yeah, please, can you if you can spare me that joy it would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, no, we will be back next week to to look back on and how things went, and, and hopefully sitting here with four points on the board. You never know. Um, with that said uh, as always I just want to say uh, thanks to everyone who's tuned in listen tonight I hope you've all enjoyed it um, I did see someone apologies I, I don't actually know your name um, but there is someone who's been listening all evening who, who posted earlier that uh, they've benefited from um, the switch of grounds to Gander Green and it's right by where they live so now they've managed to get a season ticket so that's a really nice story that's where we know we've lost a couple of regulars, it's nice that we've gained someone as well, and hopefully yeah. more people as the season goes on. Um, so yeah, so so thanks to everyone who has listened in tonight. Thank you if you're listening on the Twitter replay or on Spotify. As I always say, it's free to subscribe uh, and listen to on Spotify. So please do. Um, and yeah, just feel thanks as always for for coming on. Uh, Pleasure. You've done well. You've managed this time not actually jump ahead of anything. <laughs> and and, and, <laughs> and you, you even kept your pen. Ironically, in a time when you had pretty carte blanche to talk a lot about Jay Pennant, uh, you actually kept it to a minimum. So I'm sure in three weeks' time when we're preparing to play like Southampton or something like you'll mention Jay Pennant a lot. But <laughs> I think you mentioned Jay Pennant before me as well today. So yeah, you got in there first. I need to put a bet on for her to score if it gives me the chance to. That's like a guarantee. Um, yeah. So yeah. So, but no. Cheers, guys, for coming on and doing it. Cheers, Mike. And uh, yes, yeah, so thanks everyone. You've been listening to the Crystal Palace Women's Show. Um, I hope you've all enjoyed it, and we'll see you again next week. Cheers, Phil. Cheers. Come on, you Palace. Oh!